I'm here to announce the Ellie and Bex podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hey, this podcast goes for like, what, 15 minutes or something, but there's good stuff in it, like, you know, the strangest place you've slept and my little rant about Novak Djokovic, but you're really going to want to listen out for what's up first, which is the cutest chat ever with seven-year-old Leo, who I discovered earlier in the week and I thought I'd call him today to get his thoughts on ScoMo's latest announcement about forklifts and children. So stick around because that is worth a listen. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. You may have seen memes floating around left, right and centre today on the internet of children driving forklifts. And that's because ScoMo has come out and said he's going to be urging state leaders to lower the age of forklift drivers from 18 to essentially the age of a child to help with the shortage in workers in supply chain industries. I mean, the logic seems completely flawed, but let's test out his theory, right? I thought I'd get a couple of kids on to give them a bit of a job interview, see if they're ready to drive a forklift. So first cab off the rank is seven-year-old Leo from Budrum. Hello, Leo. Uh, welcome to today's job interview. Uh, can I kick things off by asking, are you ready to join the Australian workforce? Is that something you're interested in? I would like to. You would like to? You want to start earning some money, earn some bread for the family? Yes, because my sister's working at Gelato Rumble, which is an ice cream store. Okay, yeah. all right. So you think, okay, time for you to step up and bring some money home, hey? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. How much money would you want to earn per week, do you think? Like $30. a week? Yeah, that's... that's... I mean, if I'm an employer, I'm looking at hiring you. I'm not going to lie. Um, all right, what do you know about forklifts? Um, they have, like, two little spears out the front you... on the ground. You... Okay, so you've got a bit of uh, expertise in the area. Where did you learn this? My dad showed me a picture of a forklift. Ah, okay, all right. What would you say your strengths are as an employee? Well, um, probably, like... Picking the boxes up. Picking the boxes? Well, kind of, with the forklift, because, like, you have to, like, the the spears have to go right underneath the box, which is kind of hard to get it. That is like that? true. That is so true. But you know what? You could like you can learn it. Hundred percent. You can learn anything. You can learn anything. That is so true. What do you think your weaknesses would be at forklift driving? Probably delivering the, to it to the right house. Delivering it to the right house. But you could drive the forklift. You don't know where the houses are. Yeah, you don't know where the houses are. That's so true. I mean, you could drive the forklift down the street, no worries though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you stop at red lights? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. And what does green mean when you get to the lights? Go. Okay. And what if you drop the boxes off the forklift in the middle of the intersection while you're driving? I'll just leave them there and then... You turn and then um, go back and pick it up. Wow, Leo, you have answered all these interview questions very well, my friend. Um, And as a result, I'm going to send your details straight to Scott Morrison and I think you're going to get hired as a forklift driver. How does that sound? You're going to earn the $30 a week that you wanted. Okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. ScoMo, it is as easy as that. What what you doing, bud? Ellie and Bex. 91.9, see Where is the strangest place that you've slept. Now, the reason I'm asking this is because a friend of mine is a doctor and she's been doing night shifts lately, which, you know, is very taxing and the hospitals are pretty full at the moment. 
And so every now and again, if she gets a break, she's allowed to go and have a little nap because working through the night, who wants to do that? No, thank you. Unfortunately, though, the only place for her to sleep is in, like, the training room, which has all the mannequins that they do CPR on. So if she wants to go get a bed, then she has to hop into bed with the mannequin. And I was like, well, I mean, there you go. You're getting a bit of a cuddle, a bit of a free spoon for the night. Why not? But it is one of the stranger places that she's ever slept. And you know what? I've slept in a few strange places myself. I may or may not have used a rolled-up newspaper as a pillow at my parents' dining room table one night after a night out with friends. Got home just exhausted, you know, very exhausted from chatting too much all night. Had a little nap on the note newspaper. So give me a call right now if you've slept in a strange place. Larissa in Watala, hello. Have you slept somewhere strange? Hi, how are you? Yes, definitely. So there was lots of different um, strange places, but the one I think of, or I thought of straight away when you said it, um, Mm -hmm. was probably when me and two other girlfriends, we were sleeping um, in between sort of two... Um, train tracks, like, I mean, at the train station in India. Um, We had to stay there for about 12 hours through the night with our bags chained to us. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay. This doesn't sound like a very um, safe situation. Were you sure that there weren't going to be trains that came down the track? No, no. I mean, it was, like, on the, like, waiting area. But Yeah. There were trains going all night and people walking around us, so, yeah. Oh, my. Why were you in that situation? Um, We just, um, our train was delayed, so we missed the next one and then the next one wasn't until the next day. And, yeah, we were in, like, a really small town, didn't know where we were, so we just decided to stay there. Oh, my good. Where would you get the chain from to chain your bags to? Oh, some sort of place in Delhi. I don't know. Yeah, we right. had them with us to turn our bags. <laughs> when you go to India, take your chains. There you go. Lesson learned. Yeah. And Sharon is in Tanawa. Sharon, hit us with it. The strangest place that you've fallen asleep. I fell asleep when um, I was at the speedway. <laughs> How is that so possible? On the grass hill with all the noise in the background, the cars, everything. Um, I was just absolutely, totally exhausted. Um, because I've been working um, multiple <laughs> That is insane. Okay, are you usually um, a good sleeper? You know, do you are you not a light sleeper at all? Um, I don't think I've ever fell asleep other than that one time at the speedway. That was pretty, yeah, I was, yeah, pretty tired. <laughs> Did you try to get a refund on your ticket and say this wasn't exhilarating enough for me? I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my husband was impressed. Yeah, so I, I can imagine. <laughs> Oh, good on you, Sharon. Well, uh, thank you for not sleeping through my show um, and thanks for your call. No problem. Thank you. All right. From Sharon to Aaron in Caloundra as, uh, hit me with it, the weirdest place you've slept. So I was up at um, uh, Noosa with a couple of mates and we were clubbing. We were like 18 at the time. And, um, yeah, we, uh, we were trying to figure out where to go. So we had no money. Um, but we'd work, we were working on this um, house in Noosa um, doing some flooring, and we thought, oh, we know the key. We've got know where the key is to get in. <laughs> so we ended up, um, yeah, just going and finding that key and jumping in and sleeping on the hardwood floor for the night. <laughs> Had you? Was it the part of the floor, part of the house that you'd already done the flooring for, or was it like the concrete gap in the in the floor? No, we'd actually, yeah, we'd laid the timber, and we're just literally just sleeping 
on the timber. It was probably the worst sleep I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, props to you for ingenuity. Did your employers ever find out? No, they didn't. Okay, well, they're not listening now. <laughs> no, you don't have my last name, no. Yeah, no, I mean, Aaron, I, I meant to say Evan. Evan from visiting from Adelaide. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Good on you, Aaron. Great story. And finally, Cherie and Caloundra. What is the strangest place you found yourself falling asleep in? Okay, it wasn't actually me, but it was my neighbour. So um, we had a party at my place one night, um, a few of us, and my neighbour, at the back of our houses, how they connected, we had a little gap over the fence, which was in a little bit of a hedge. Mm -hmm. And um, so um, she said to me, okay, I'm going home now. And I was thinking that she was fine. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning she came back over to my place and said that she woke up and was um, thinking that she was pulling her blanket up over her shoulder, but it was actually the hedge. <laughs> so she didn't she didn't quite make it home. I feel like a hedge and a blanket are very different textures, you know? Like one's bristly and hard, I, one's quite soft. <laughs> I thought she was fine, but clearly she really wasn't. Yeah. I know. Well, so to not be able to make it from one house to another, like next door, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, great story, though. Great story. In fact, that story is good enough, Cherie, to win you a $100 gold class voucher. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, my oh, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ellie and Beck. 91.9. Hey, you know how all we've heard in the news for the last couple of weeks is how Djokovic has to... Well, the saga continues. Uh, Now apparently he wants to sue the Australian government for upwards of $6 million for damages. I mean, to be fair, he's lost out on a lot of money. By coming to by having to leave because he probably would have won the Australian Open, which is like millions of dollars in prize money. But get your vax, bro. That's all you had to do. Um, and the federal government have released uh, their say on it, saying basically, look, he was too influential. Um, he was going to influence too many people against what we're trying to do with vaccination. So that's why he had to go. So bye bye, Djokovic. And please don't sue us. We need money, okay? We need to be able to buy rats. So can we keep the $6 million, please? Thank you. Ellie and Bex. 91.9. Hey, over the last 24 hours, I have been to seven different pharmacies on the sunny coast from, like, Kiwana up to Coolum looking for a bloody rat, a rapid antigen test. I just had a little tickle in my throat and, you know, in this day and age, you can't be too careful. So I was like, you know what, better do the right thing, get my hands on one of these bad boys. And it's just impossible. I know it's been all over the news and, you know, we've been experiencing it for a while now, but you just can't do it. Everywhere I went was like, oh, you know, sorry, we had a shipment a couple of hours ago, but they sold out within 50 minutes. It's like, well, how do I get one then? And they just say, you just got to be in the right place at the right time. So very frustrating times. I did, by the way, manage to get my hands on one this morning and tested and I'm all good. No COVID. Um, but I stumbled across this video from comedian Jimmy Rees. You might know him from Instagram or TikTok. And he's just summed up this situation that we're in at the moment 
perfectly. Where do we get a test, sir? At a testing site, Jason. OK, great. Um, how long do we have to wait? Make them wait hours and hours. <laughs> wait, what, what? But you can also do a test at home, Jason. Oh, phew. Uh, what are we going to call them? Rats. 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 Right, rats it is. Uh, are they easy? Yeah. How long do they take? Please don't say hours and hours. No, Jason. They take 15 minutes. Oh, amazing. Uh, and where do you get them from? Nowhere. What? <laughs> he has hit the nail on the head there. There is nowhere to get him. So good luck, Sunny Coast, if you're in the same boat. And, hey, let me know if you know where I can find some. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.